I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So will the Bucks lose another game this season? Somebody doesn't think so. Is the bad officiating killing the NFL and the Lightning? Are they still suffering from their Stanley Cup playoff hangover? Who will be the next head coach at Florida State? We've got a name you haven't heard, and we'll talk about all that and more with Tom Jones, my former radio partner and longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Tom Jones joins us now. And, uh, Tommy, first of all, happy Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, You know, this is my favorite holiday. I don't know how you feel about it, which one you prefer, but um for me thanksgiving is the ultimate because you've got family you got football you got food right there you, go. you, you can th- you could probably think of some other f words as well but I, i'm just saying that <laughs> yeah that I, those- i'll tell you i'll tell you the f word i can think of it's the f word <laughs> that i'm going to say when i wake up thursday morning which is new year's <laughs> or thanksgiving day and realize that i'm 55 years old it's my birthday on thanksgiving oh wow happy birthday yeah, big so dude thanks, yeah thanksgiving yeah. is my birthday double nickel Double nickel. nickel. Yeah, yeah. So wow. I, 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 but I, that's so that's why Thanksgiving is usually my favorite holiday as well, because usually my birthday falls somewhere around Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving weekend. So. Wow. So when you go when you go somewhere to eat or whatever, they have to give you a present. That's that's uh, that's a real bonus. Yeah, usually the present is, hey, we'll have turkey for you. How's that? It's a pumpkin pie. I never get cake on Thanksgiving Day. I get pumpkin pie. You get pumpkin with pie a, with a candle in it or something. Like that? Exactly. That's exactly. So now, uh, so so what's cool about Thanksgiving is then then you have the promise of Christmas, right? I like I like Christmas, but I I, I like the season, right? I like the the songs, and I'm all, they've been playing. That's for two already weeks. started, man. Yeah, two year. weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, I play them sure, all the time. Uh, now how, what, how do you vote on that, pre or post Thanksgiving in terms of Christmas songs? Uh, well, I play them. I mean, they're on they're on the radio. I play them on the radio. But I'm um, to me, Thanksgiving is the official start. The next day is the official That's start right. That's of right. Christmas. Right. Um, and I'm guessing that uh, that Patty's one of these people. Your wife has probably got like oh, the tree is going to be up in a day. Everything's exactly. decorated. You do nothing. That's correct. I get it down, and I bitch about it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? No? I'm going to do this now? USF, UCF's on? i got to go get a tree right now? That's right. Are you kidding me? Hey, another box of bulbs, please. <laughs> and then the lights never work, and you got to go buy all those, and that's a pain right. in the butt. Um, so that is it. Do you, I think you said you go to uh, you go to a, uh, somebody's yeah, house we usually, for Yeah, we usually go to somebody's, uh, her sister-in-law's, uh, or my sister-in-law's house for dinner usually. So it's a gotcha. big family. So, yeah, no, it's good. How about you guys? Uh, big, I, you know, I've turned into T.J. Reeves now. He goes, okay, so you, you like the? Do you like uh, you like stuffing? Are you a potatoes guy? Are you sweet potatoes? What about ham? Do you have ham or turkey? You a turkey guy? White meat or dark? <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> How are you? Um, T.J.'s great. He was in the uh, in the locker room yesterday with a rare win. Oh, I mean, his face lit up. I mean. We used to talk about this, how Dick Crippen had that job, remember? Yeah. Years ago. Dick did it as well as anybody. Two and 14 you know. every year, yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
All right, big guy, you had that eight-yard run and then the fumble and then everything kind of went bad after that. Let's talk about that eight-yard run. And it was, <laughs> then it was exactly our, it. and he always had this signature. All right, big guy, go get a shower. <laughs> and which is a weird, which, which is a weird. Like John yeah. McKay would say, why? Why would they shower? <laughs> exactly. I literally, yeah. literally said that. Those of you who need a shower, get it. I don't know where we were. Uh, so hammer, tur- what, are you, what, are you, what are you, a turkey guy? You're turkey, a turkey, turkey guy? I'm a turkey guy, yeah. Turkey. Okay, all right. Just trying Turkey, to get everything, there. everything except for the sweet potatoes and the um, pecan pie. That's yeah. You you, you stay away from that. Yeah, that stay away from those things. Not pecan, a sweet potato guy. Yams pecan or whatever, pie. whatever you call it, from wherever you are. Yeah, yams. Yeah, same thing. Well, cool. Well, be, so uh, this will be a good weekend. Now, meanwhile, uh, the the Bucks will have they'll they'll practice right through it. I'll be out there at one buck place. Do you, I don't know if you saw uh, much or all of the game yesterday. Um, I had written a story on Sunday, and I wanted to ask you this question. And, you know, look, we, we saw maybe one of the more complete games against an Atlanta Falcons team that has as many wins as they do. So let's not lose sight of that, even though they had won two in a row against the Saints and, and Panthers. But if you, as you look at the whole picture, right, are the Bucks better off with Bruce Arians right now than they have been? And I'm not comparing him necessarily to Dirk Cutter because it obviously we know how that one turned out. But uh, but, but where, do you, where do you think? Where do you see that they're better? Where do you see this thing going right now? I see it going in the right direction, Rick, and I'm going to make a bold and brash statement right now. Okay, here we go. Boy, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I don't think the Bucks lose again this year. Come on. I'm telling you, I'm looking, and it says as much as about the schedule as it does about how The schedule playing. does get favorable, but there's two teams I don't think they're going to beat, but go ahead. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. I, I think the I think they go worse at worst case scenario eight and eight. Now this is assuming really that James would be a hell stays, of a, that if people yeah. stay healthy, like, like of course, of course. James stays healthy and Chris Godwin and Jay, uh, Mike Evans and all that, and they don't really just get crushed on the offensive line with injuries. But yeah. I'm looking at this team, Rick, and yesterday they were they were a dominant team. They they had two turnovers by. Uh, I won't even say Jameis Winston because I'm not sure one of them was his fault. But it, right. that's the other. By the way, I'm sick. I'm, I'm so over this. Like going on to it's part fun and part. It's like do you ever have like a cut in your mouth or something, and you got <laughs> stick your tongue in it. At this, it hurts, and yet you can't help doing it at the same time. <laughs> and that's what I do with Twitter. As soon as Jameis throws an interception, I look at it to see all the people go. Well, I guess that was his. Just to watch the Jameis haters and lovers go back and forth and whatever. But it was. Uh, but anyway, they turned the ball over twice yesterday as a as a team, and it's and it didn't even as a quarterback. To impact them. Yeah. yeah, the jump pass. Yeah, well, yeah. He thought he was I did Tim, Tim Tebow. Tebow. Yeah, right. Um, but everybody was, loved that guy. I thought everybody loved Tim Tebow. That's what he <laughs> that's did. That's right. But it was. Uh, what are we talking about? It was the thing. It was was. They they turned the ball over twice. That's the game still wasn't even close to being competitive. Now, I think like I said, the very worst they go eight and eight. They moved the football really well defensively they still have issues but i'm looking at their schedule rick and i don't know who on that schedule is going to put up points against them i don't know what matt stafford's uh health status will be yeah, he may not play. play again they were thinking about shutting him down so there's yeah there's they that game at so detroit jeff driscoll now indianapolis might be a game and i Texas. think the colts the colts are here which which may help them but the colts are a, a, i think a very good team maybe not a great team but it could be a very good team and then and then you got the texans who are still battling for their division um, I, don't I think trust the Texans team, with Deshaun Do you? Watson. You don't? Well, Deshaun well, Watson. Yeah, quarterback's player, pretty good. Yeah, but overall, as a team, like the Texans don't—they don't do anything for me. I—I I, I just think they're a pretty mediocre football team in a bad division. Um, that could be. That that well could be. But 
I, I like the way they're playing, Rick. I like the way the Bucks are playing. And you look at their schedule, uh, what's left, you look at how they've played late. You were there yesterday in person. Mm-hmm. This team is legitimately going to put up three, 340 yards through the air pretty much every week, right? Well, Jameis has done it now six weeks in a row. That's never happened. He's extended his, his club record, three, six 300-yard passing games. I will say this because I, I am as back and forth on Jameis as, as anybody, and nobody asked me what I would do, and, and nor would I tell them right now. But I will say that when I say back and forth, I think the Bucks are back and forth. I literally know people in the building who are like, one week, ugh, it's his fifth year, we're still going through this, right. even though this is a first-year coaching staff. Like that whole narrative about Bruce Arians, or, I don't care about the previous four. Yeah, you do. You know who does? The owners do. Sure they do. The general manager does. The guys that's going to stroke him the check for $27 million, they care that this is his fifth year, okay? That matters. Um, and, you know, he's sitting here, Look, no matter whose fault it is, he's got 20 interceptions. 20. Yeah. I mean, Jay Cutler's the last guy that did that through 11 games back in 2009. It's only been done twice in 20 years. Not exactly the company you want to be in. On the other hand, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's – Thrown, he's going to throw for forty five hundred yards or five thousand or something, and he and he's going to probably you know throw thirty touchdowns. Um, and you see the throws he can make, but yesterday I think was an example of, hey, maybe it shouldn't all be on the quarterback after all. Like just spitballing here, had you build a defense and they got some young players, and I see yesterday, and and look, let me just say this: the Falcons, they're not really good. No. They're not good. I don't know what happened those two weeks after Raheem Morris took over and, and the defense played really, really well. I mean, it's not easy to beat the Saints or the Panthers. I'm not going to take away from that. But, um, you know, they're they're just – they're not good. And when Julio Jones went out, that changed a lot of things for him. But you saw Devin White, couple sacks, right? Just right up the middle. Nobody blocked him. Um, 16 passes defense. When was the last time you saw the Bucks? get close to the football 16 times on defense, no, right? B- b- let alone knock it, days, yeah. Right, let alone knock it away. And and they really should have had about four or five interceptions. They sacked Ryan, Matt Ryan, six times, right? So all of a sudden, oh, and, and then because you're not trailing by 20, you can run the football. What a great concept. They get 133 yards on the ground, right? Right. So you do all that, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, so the rest of the guys can play too. So maybe it's not all on the quarterback, like it isn't for any team in the NFL that's good. Show me a team that's – you think the San Francisco 49ers go out there and say, okay, Jimmy, put up 350 yards today and score 31 points, we got a chance. No, all those teams, you know, have to play defense, have to, sure. you know, block and run the football a little bit, right? So I just think that when when things are going, when you're in a rhythm, when things are going, okay, look, Jameis is still – and I can't explain it. He's still prone to turnovers. Bill Simmons, like, I was listening to his podcast last week. He called Jameis Winston the most exciting football player in the NFL. And it's because you, anything can happen when he goes back. That's back. true. He could he could throw it straight up in the air. It could fly out of his <laughs> hand. You know, could hit somebody's helmet. Or he might make a throw like he threw to Chris Godwin yesterday when oh, he threw the ball down the middle on that first touchdown. And it was it was absolutely a perfect pass. And if Aaron Rodgers throws that pass, how yeah. how how long is Joe Buck talking about it? How long is everybody in the NFL? T- I mean, I was watching a game yesterday and people were raving about just how mm-hmm. incredible, you know. And it was, uh, you know, 
I, I look at this team, Rick, and I'm telling you, they don't seem that far to me. They they almost beat some really good teams, uh, Seattle. Yeah. Um, they almost beat this year. Some of, I mean, their losses are. If this were like college football, they were quality. They've had some. They got quality, quality losses. losses against the Saints twice. Yeah. yeah. San Francisco. Which San Francisco turned out, at the time, turns out that that was the bad one was the Giants. But if the kid makes the field goal, you win that game. Right. And that's because Gi- Jameis brought him back down the field. Right. Plus uh, some they, some shoddy play calling on third and one or whatever. Beat the Rams. Rams are yeah, pretty good. Well, shellac team. the Rams, fifty five forty. Yeah. Um, at the at 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 the end of the day, I'm looking at this team, Rick, and I and I I'm, I look at that schedule. I, I I can't believe I'm saying this, and and maybe that's the that's what the Bucks do to you. They fool you when they play really well that you think they can. Be then the next week more. they go out and get shellacked by somebody. Right yeah. now, the problem they have in the NFC this even if they go nine and seven, which well I, they're not going to get in. They're not going to get in anyway. Because no. you know, the, the the top half of the NFC is so loaded, they're almost. Yeah. I mean, they almost could have been eliminated yesterday if certain things could. That's happen, true. You know? That's true. Or, I don't know. Maybe if by next week for sure. Um, but I I like I like the way they played everything about them yesterday, except for the two turnovers, which, like you said, didn't turn out to haunt them at all, just because the offensive genius of Dirk Cutter couldn't do anything offensively. Oh my. For the Falcons. Shots fired. Yeah, hey, I mean, who had a worse day, Raheem Morris or Dirk Cutter? <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know. You had a great day because you have a field day with that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't crawl up uh, anybody's backside on that. But I, you know, it's funny. I was talking to. Uh, yeah, speaking of another Bucks guy, uh, Rich McKay, mm-hmm. um, their COO or president or whatever, um, before the game. And he said a couple things that were good, but but one of them uh, was with like with respect to Jameis. Now Jameis, for whatever reason, I think it has something to do with the fact, and this should not make sense, but it, but it's human nature, I guess. Because Atlanta is the closest NFL city to his hometown of Bessemer, Alabama, it's 160 miles away. He has like a ton of family, like 80 people come, right? And um, and and so he he's always played well in Atlanta. Like he went into yesterday's game with 12 touchdowns and two interceptions. Some. And for Jameis, that's right. That's crazy. So, and 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 what Rich said before the game, because you know the thing about him is he goes, he extends these plays, and you just kind of hold your breath, like maybe he'll throw a pick, or maybe he'll today's the day that he just night, you know, he just makes these un- incredible throws and 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 beats you with it, you know. And for whatever reasons, he's he's beaten the Falcons with it more than than other teams. He had a couple um, of those plays yesterday but, where he scrambled out, and and uh, you you were just mm-hmm. holding your breath. Uh, the thing I admire about him on Sunday, Rick, was that he you know, he had those two interceptions early, and that yeah. had it looked like oh man, here we go. It's going to be one of those four interception days where right. he just right. can't help himself, and and he bounced back. Like I'll, I'll give him that. Like he he put it behind him. He is like mm-hmm. a closer in baseball that mm-hmm. he can give up the run, he can give up the lead one day and blow a save and then come back the next back day. Back out there the next. Yeah, mm-hmm. keep challenging people. So. Um, Boy, I and that's what this this all comes down to. You watched that game yesterday, just that game. You could watch the first half and say, "I don't know what to do with this guy. I don't know whether whether yeah. to to uh, to bring him back next season or not." Because and then you some of those throws, you're like, "Well, who else out there can do that?" Because I'm watching these backups around the league. I'm watching no, some of these a lot starters of yeah. around the league. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like a, a team like I was following the Steelers game a little bit on uh, Sunday. I mean, those mm-hmm. guys are the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. Like, Mason they're down Rudolph to number three. Yeah, they, they they took Mason out. Yeah, <laughs> that's you know, and they're six and um, five. Or so. I look like um, a genius. Um, 
they're six and five because they have a really good defense. Or I look at, you know, um, Chicago, Mick, Mitch Trubisky. That, that guy cannot play at all. But no. they have a, a decent defense, and you know, if a couple games. If they had a kicker, where would Dean well, be? Well, see, right now? and here's the thing. So you named a couple teams. So let's say, and of course, I don't. I assume Roethlisberger will come back. But but let's say. You know, there's no denying this. Jameis Winston can't lose in this situation, I believe. No. Because if he goes out there as a free agent, quarterback, he's the number one guy. It's not even close. Somebody could give him $30 million a year. I mean, they guaranteed the guy in Minnesota $90 million, you know, for three years. You don't think Jameis Winston is going to get paid if he's a free agent? If I'm the Chicago Bears, I look right. at Jameis Winston and say, right. I, got a, I got an elite-level defense here. I got a team yeah. that's ready to win right now. Yep. I think I go with them. I, um, if I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to look around the league. Well, Miami doesn't have a quarterback. I assume they'll draft one. But you know what? Now with Tua, Tua Hurt and if they win a couple more games, maybe maybe Miami would look. I mean, there's, there's any number of teams that have – you know, Tennessee wobbly not, starters. I mean, ten, isn't that, wouldn't that be odd if you end up going to Tennessee? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, they, they've, they're four and one with, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill right now. So maybe they'll, maybe they'll keep him. And, it's, and at some point, if you know, if you are, if you are somebody like the Steelers, I let's assume Roethlisberger's coming back, but if he's not, I mean, he's the same guy. I've always said Roethlisberger. Yeah, James they're very Smith, similar. They're pretty much mm-hmm. the same guy. And, mm-hmm. Philip Rivers, who how much you know, look, Philip Rivers seems to me like he's close to done. He's gone as well. Yeah, so, he's going to be a free agent. You've got Eli Manning, and that's the other thing. Like, okay, everybody's like, well, what do you do? Well, you you know, that's what scouting is for. You you draft a quarterback, but in the meantime, you're going to get you know, here are your free agents. You know, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, um, Eli Cam, Manning. I forgot Cam, that guy was still in the league. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Cam, Cam Newton. I'd right? rather have like, Jameis than both of those guys. Right? Andy Dalton. Because here's you know. the thing. He's 25 years old. Yeah. He's only 25. That's incredible. That's Jack incredible. Play 10 and, more and years and he wouldn't be as old as Brady. A lot of these teams, like the teams we haven't mentioned, probably wouldn't don't want him. Like I'd rather – everybody in the team in the league wants their quarterback as opposed to, right. to Jameis Winston. But there are enough teams out there where you could get in. Always. And then if you're the Bucs, what do you, let's just say that Jameis were to, were to go. You, yeah. didn't, you either didn't re-sign him or he didn't. You know, whatever, he doesn't come back. So who are you signing? No, you you just start naming guys. What are they gonna bring in Eli Manning? Are you kidding me? Cam Newton? I'm not interested in those guys. Philip Rivers. Um, Philip Rivers. Teddy. You Bridgewater? probably you probably try to thread a needle between a veteran who could be a bridge quarterback. You know. Right. To the rookie who is maybe not. Well, right now I think the Bucks will be picking 11th, right? Right. Which would probably be wet, like wait even less like. Everybody got scared to death of Tua, and he dropped. Yeah, that are, far, are they I getting Jalen Hurts? I mean, who right. are, who are they? Who are they getting? You know what I'm saying? Like, who's who's still available back then? Right. So, ain't but that's that's what you're looking at. But yet, it's still a, it's a big financial commitment. And oh, and here's the other thing. So you saw Chris Godwin yesterday, right? Yeah. Played pretty well. Pretty good. good receiver. Yeah. Could be a number one on a lot of teams. Sure. Oh yeah, next year. Okay, his his fourth and final year of his contract. What do you do? Mike Evans has five years left. To get, or, yeah, I think he has four or five years left. Guy makes $16 million a year. You can't pay them both. Right. What do you do? Like once the guaranteed money's up for Mike, do you say, see you later? Do you sign Godwin? If you're paying Godwin and Mike 16 each or so, $32 million of receivers and a $27 million quarterback, you got three players with that much money? 
Yeah, and so, an offensive line that still needs help. And an offensive lineman. And in your defensive line, you got one guy coming back that's not a free agent, and that's the big man. You know, so Vita Vea. So yeah, if, right. if oh, speaking of which, is there anything more fun than to see a big man in the end zone? No, no. Fat man touchdown? No. <laughs> yeah, fat man touchdown, even at the even at the youth level, right? Like at even at level. like the playground, right? You used to go out and play turkey bowls and stuff like that? Yeah. Any it's the greatest. It's yeah, the no, great, it's the greatest. Absolutely. In fact, they were like, like ESPN. They were showing last night. They were trying to find like, like the five heaviest guys to ever catch a touchdown pass. <laughs> I think Vita Vey is in the top five. Exactly. No, it's great. Exactly. That was great. It was great. So, all right, let's talk about the Lightning. That they've won a couple in a row now. Um, less concerned that they're back into this pattern of playing every two days. And and uh, and what about what about Stamkos? Do you worry that he's getting up there with injuries, or you think this is just one of those deals? I think it's just one of those deals. Um, although it's going to be start become more of an issue, you would think as time goes on. By the way, hawk talk about hockey guys just for a second. Let's shout out to hockey players. Did you see this dude for the Florida Panthers, Keith Yandel, the other day? Gets hit in the face with a puck. Loses nine chiclets, nine, nine, nine times, nine. Whoa, come on. And came back in the next period to keep playing. He did not. He did. Put a, put a full face mask on, went out there. And then How many months of work? I, that's what and I, I, and I It's plural. How many months of work would you and I miss if we had not, if we had, forget it, if I had two chiclets knocked out of my head? That's, that's serious. That's all, I told my son this last night. We were watching the highlights of – and what happened was he was like – he looked like he was like sort of going off for a line change, and he was in his own end. And a guy was at center ice and just fired the puck, like, to back into his zone. And it tipped – somebody tipped it. Oh. And it came up and it hit him. You know, like, one of his teammates was trying to knock it down. Square and it tipped in the face. and it hit him, hit him square. I think, like, sort of on the – like, in the side. And he immediately starts skating off the ice into the corner, spitting teeth out. And um, and I, I said to my son right then, I said, yeah, if I lost nine teeth, like today, let's say half the day, <laughs> I said I would be back at work sometime around Valentine's Day, maybe, maybe. You know, it's that, that's how long, it, it's ridiculous. But um, hockey guy, hockey player. He, and this guy has played like 800 straight games. So he's like an Ironman, so he wasn't going to miss, obviously. But, um, no, I the uh, with Stamkos, though, you know, obviously when, when you get to be – in the league as long as him, and every time he goes down, you, you worry about something being a little. And he's had a history, right? I'm not his fault. It's not like he's injury prone. I'm, I'm not, not in that way. But he's had some fluky injuries, and he's mm. missed a lot of time. So, um, a little bit concerned there. Uh, they, they still don't look like they're totally who they need to be, but they're getting there. They're getting there, and they're starting to string some wins together. Uh, Are you buying into the whole we have to play a different way? You know what, what if somebody raised the question? Maybe it was you told me this that somebody raised this question. They're like, "Well, you know what? What if they can't?" I think maybe Steve said that. Um, I, I don't know. Something yeah, like that. but I don't. What, you know, what if they just can't? That's not. That's not what they need to do. Like they need to be themselves. I think that's a little bit of an excuse. As well, we're changing styles. We're changing how we play. Like, uh, well, they are though. I mean, I they truly. I mean, they, they are, truly but... are trying to play a little different, right? Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. I, there, some nights it just seems to me. That the that the adjustment shouldn't take this long or be this difficult, um, and maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I don't understand it enough. But uh, mm. they, to me, this all is mental. It's all been mental. It's a mental thing. And I told you this several times this year that I think this thing was going to linger until about Christmas time. I think you're, it's still going to linger. I still think there will be some games between now and Christmas where their head's not in the game. And I I'm telling you, Rick, 
Is this from what? This is from Columbus. This is from getting swept in the playoffs. I'm telling you, I told you before the season started, this thing was going to last about a half a year. That it was going to mess with. But their you're, heads. when you're out there on the ice, you're not thinking about what yeah, happened. Yeah, no, last I don't think. Year. No, I, I don't think it's like oh, we're there. They give up a goal, like oh, this is like the Columbus game. I don't think it's like that. I just, I think it affects everything you do. I think it affects your preparation. I think it's, I think mentally, it's hard to show up to work right now for them. I think it's really hard to come to work because it's, it's the regular season and not the postseason. Because it's, but I think they're so, this idea of we got to work as hard as we did a year ago. Just to get back to where we got last year, where we got swept. And none of this matters until April, even though it matters now if you start losing too many games. But I really do believe that it that it just has impacted their just, you know, it's part of their DNA now like that. That's they have a scar. You know, there's a scar on them. And I and I think they got to sort of just work it out. And I think once they get to Christmas, then I think it starts to wear out when you start to see. Okay, now we're in the now we're in the meat of the schedule. Now we got to start winning games. I think there's still. The, I think what I'm not seeing is the urgency. I still don't think see that desperation, that urgency, um, like we saw last year. I don't care. Last year, Rick, that was unbelievable in during the regular season. I don't care what the score was, they how much time people. was left. Yeah, they yeah. were going to win that game. It was it was the most incredible thing I'd ever seen. Don three to one with three minutes left. Well, yeah, they'll score. They'll score two. But you, but you can't play that way in the playoffs because they're I, they're not going to let you. I guess, but at the same time, I just think I don't know what happened in the playoffs last year, but I do think it's it's affecting them. It just there. I just think it it just it's like you have a bad day at work, and the next day the last thing you want to do is go to work. You know. And I think that's where they <laughs> are right They're professional hockey players, I know, man. but they're still what, 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 They want to do my job? They're embarrassed. I think they're embarrassed. I think they're embarrassed. Um, they, okay. They're just, you know what it is. I mean, there's a lot of people look at our jobs. But, Rick, you know how it is. Like, if you wake up one day, I was talking about this with somebody the other day, about corrections, you know, and people get mad at the oh, media when we have worse, corrections. Yeah. I'm telling you, nobody on planet Earth feels worse about a correction than the person who wrote it. And if it'll ruin your day. It just absolutely ruins your day. Yeah. And the next day, you don't even feel like writing because you're afraid of another correction. And it, it takes you a while to get out of that funk. They're in a funk right now. They're starting to come out of it. I'm starting to see signs of it. I think they're going to be okay. But um, but it's going to be until uh, you watch. You're going to still have a few of these mm-hmm. games until Christmas. I, 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 just, I expect the second half, they'll be really good. I just think they didn't want to win the President's Cup. They've accomplished that. So <laughs> check. I also, uh, yeah, check. I also think that. The trip to Sweden, the, the the weird schedule, like they have not gotten in any kind of. You know, how hockey players are. They want to play all the time. Routine. You know, they want to yeah, play routine. every other night. Yeah. Right. I think that's part of it. So, hey, John Cooper, by the way, took his daughters to Ariana Grande last night. Did he really? Yeah, nice. and literally you take your daughters. He, uh, oh, you no, my wife. You're I had to work. I, originally, she canceled We're the doing first this on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, she canceled the first uh, concert because she had an allergic reaction. To tomatoes, like you're 25 years old and you didn't know you were allergic to tomatoes. <laughs> I think she had an allergic um, reaction to I'm not playing tonight because of some other reason. That was exactly. Yeah. But uh, so it was rescheduled. So my wife went. But um, Cooper, so Cooper is standing in the middle of Amelie Arena on the out, you know, not behind the bench. And apparently my wife said, like, nobody noticed him or nobody nobody bothered him anyway. Nobody. Really? So it was really like during I the wouldn't game imagine where that you don't realize he's there. Ariana Grande fans. Sixteen-year-old yeah. girls uh, that they would be. Uh, the they wouldn't know who the hockey. They wouldn't know who the lightning coach is. I don't. Eh, I don't. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May seventeenth. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. He looks yes, like a pretty right. regular guy who puts that. Now, have you ever done <laughs> well, that, that, by the way? Have you ever taken your kids to a like a boy band concert or a... No, but that was my goal. My goal was I was supposed to go to this one, but I, oh, I had a game. Well, I would have gone to this one. Heck. Yeah, I, yeah. I would have taken them. <laughs> big big fan. Did your wife did your kid did your girls go or no? Oh, my my one my, my oldest went, Natasha. She had a oh, ball. Man. It was great. I yeah. Bet. I bet. Phenomenal. And did you watch any of college football this weekend? I did a little bit. Um we had uh let's see, I saw what did I see? I was traveling to some. Oh, I watched. What was the big game? Ohio State and oh, Penn Ohio State. Ohio State, Penn State, yeah. Uh, Penn really State, when they got a couple turnovers, it looked like they were back in it. You know, it was a seven-point game. But Ohio State's one of the more complete teams. And uh, this isn't a – it's not a great Penn State team. It's a good Penn State team. No, they're supposed to be good next year. They're, next year's yeah. year they're supposed to be gearing up for. And I, that game really wasn't as close as the – No. As the score I didn't think it was a good week in college. But now this week, we can talk. Yes. Well, we got a great week of college football. Before I get there, let me ask you this question. So, oh, yeah. Florida State's going to hire a coach here soon. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to be four and Odell Higgins, which is going to be four and one Odell Higgins after he plays Florida. Um, I don't, so, Brick, and you've been down this road, man. You've got to be careful with this interim thing. Like, I know it, it worked. Ed Orgeron, well, that, worked, that worked out for LSU. It but, did. But other than that, I've seen too many, too many, whether it's NFL teams or whatever, baseball, whatever. Right, you, you fall in love with the interim guy, and then you you get mm-hmm. about midway through the next season, you realize that oh, that wasn't a guy. Yeah, uh, it was right. a mistake. So, and I don't know, maybe he would do a good job, and 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 I guess they interviewed him for whatever that's worth. Okay, so pick a coach. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Matt Campbell, Iowa State. Mark Stoops, not Bob from Kentucky, or Memphis coach Mike Norville. I thought you were going to mention my guy, James Franklin. Because there's some rumors out there about James Franklin. There's that, no way. Easily Penn State for Florida State? Well, here, here, hear me out. Because a lot of people think he would get, actually that he likes the USC job. Because he'll have it. A lot of people think that, that he would have the choice between uh, USC and Florida State. And the reason is, is because you are in just a murderer's row in that Big Ten Eastern division. That if you yeah. want to win a Gotta national championship. State. You're gonna have to beat Michigan. Ohio State, and then on the year other odd years, you're gonna have to beat Michigan, mm. and then you still have to play some other teams who can come up and bite you now and then. A team like, you know, Michigan Iowa, State, or yeah. you might catch on the other side like this year. Like, dude, this year you got you drop you lose Wisconsin on your schedule, and you right. pick up Minnesota, and it's like, well, boy, that was the wrong year to do that. <laughs> that's right. And, yeah. So, uh, or at USC, that's an easier path to a national championship because who you who you beating out there, Utah. You know, you, well, everybody you know, is racing to get to the ACC. You just got to right. beat Clemson. Well, there right? you go. If you can find out a way to beat Clemson, then you have a chance. And and maybe, you know, maybe if you do lose to Clemson, it's a quality loss. You still might have a chance to get in there. So I, I at the end, I don't think that Franklin does come here. Um, to Florida State when I say here, uh, but but it's a possibility. Uh, I like the the guy from Ohio State or from Iowa State. Iowa State, Matt yeah. Campbell, yeah. Matt Campbell. I think if if those are my choices, or those guys you just gave me right there, I think that's who I like. See, M- Mark Stoops doesn't move the needle for me. No. I mean, Bob. Well, he brings. Bob he brings his brother. Yeah. And then he decides at the last minute. No, you know what? I'll step down. Your brother will take over. It seems weird that you're all in on Bob Stoops. Then if he didn't go, oh, we'll take his brother. Yeah. Um, 
that seems weird to me. And I've heard mixed results about uh, Norville, but I guess, you know, he's done a great job. Hell, let me throw another name out there. Not, yeah. This is going to sound crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, and we've dealt with him. Greg Shiano. Oh, Would no. Do you have any interest in Greg Shiano? Zero. How did less, I hear? less than zero. Why does well, first off why, and then tell me why Rutgers didn't hire him? How does how does Rutgers screw that up? By the way, they, they couldn't pay him. Read Steve Steve Politi's column in the NewJersey.com, and he just obliterates Rutgers University as being a joke, and that there's no way they should. Well, what was his reasoning for them not hiring him? His reasoning is that that the AD and the president have such egos that they can't imagine bringing somebody in who would be the center of attention. Because that Shiano apparently wasn't asking, Shiano would have been paid somewhere on. So the he lower wanted third. to go back again. He apparently wanted to go back bad and was giving up concessions. And they said it was the like he his his pay. He wasn't asking for Ohio State or Penn State. He wasn't asking for Day or James Franklin number uh, money. His mm. assistants. He wasn't asking for his assistants to, to get paid like Ohio State or Penn State or Michigan assistants. He wanted what you would expect. It was sort of lower third of the Big Ten. And they wouldn't do it. And he said, who are you going to get? Now, now you're going to. And he made the point that Rutgers, like, it's a joke that they're even in the Big Ten at this point. But but anyway, so Shiano's available. I mean, if you can't get some of those guys, I'm not sure nah. that Florida State's the destination job that a lot of people think it is. I, you know, we'll see. Well, see I get. disagree. I disagree. I think I think it's I, – I don't think the brand has been eroded to the point where you can't. Look, it's still the location, right? Location, location. You're on the border of Georgia and Florida, basically, in Tallahassee. Like, you know, recruit 60 miles either direction, and you should get plenty of good players. Talk to Matt Baker. I mean, you've talked to Matt Baker, and I'm sure you'll talk to him again. I just I wonder what kids think when they walk on that campus. It's a beautiful campus and everything, but I I haven't seen the facility, so I don't know what they're to compare them to. I don't think they're that bad. I mean, they're they're maybe not what, you know, you see – popping up at texas and oregon you know um but they have a nice watch, indoor facility they you know did you watch that 24 i watched that 24 7 that they did on college football this year they had they, they right. looked at four teams they looked at uh, florida and penn state and arizona state your boy herm edwards and there was not and one oh, other oh, not coach. oh washington state <laughs> and um but that, I watched the Penn State one and I'm telling you uh, like oh my gosh those facilities were incredible just yeah incredible yeah. and if i'm a kid now penn state has to do that you're in the middle of nowhere like you're going to state college happy valley yeah. literally nothing yeah i don't know why they, you know there's literally nothing <laughs> in either direction for about 200 miles and it's uh you just described pennsylvania that's true you get the you got pittsburgh on one end and philadelphia on the other and just and then we're going for Thanksgiving, west virginia right in the middle yeah, yeah. and yeah. so it's it's when i look at um uh when you look at penn state then you that's what you need but I don't. I don't know that Florida State has those type of facilities, and maybe and maybe that matters at the end of at the end of the day for some kids. You know, it matters that USF is. Uh, we're in the Charlie Strong watch now, right? Oh yeah, yeah, boy, and Kerwin Bell. I I don't know what they're uh, trying. Disappointing, to, wasn't five, it? Five. They had five first downs the other day, Rick. Five. Yeah. In a game, yeah. like a whole game. Five. They lost their quarterback, though. I mean, they're playing with a walk on. Right. That's true, and. But he was disappointing. I had all kinds of hopes for Kerwin Bell this year. You know, I, I hate to say it, like, I would like to see everything that happened. Remember, remember they were playing UCF over at UCF, and it was an incredible game. It was, you, yeah, Quentin Wilcox Flowers had year. the fumble. Yeah. yeah, Since that fumble, that yeah. fumble, I, the, you can almost mark a line on that fumble. You can. And everything that happened before it and everything that happened after it are like two different programs. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for Charlie because I like Charlie. I think he's a good guy. 
I just don't know. I don't even know what direction you go. Do you do you make a, if you were to to make a move there? I don't know who. There's wants a guy that in job. Tallahassee. Baby. Well, yeah. I mean, that might. Let be me it. tell you, Jim Levitt. He well, started the program. I mean, do you go back to Willie? Would Willie take it again? Do you trust him? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go back to Willie. Willie's gonna end up like working for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan for a year or two. Willie's right. doesn't. Willie doesn't need to work. He would he get twenty million dollars? <laughs> That's true. Jesus. But he wants um, to coach again. Yeah, but I mean, I think you go through a rehab program at Alabama or Michigan or someplace, and you know, yeah, get spit out as a head coach in one of the major conferences. Um, just wait around for the Miami job. What's going to open up here? Oh my goodness! <laughs> about another year, you keep losing to Butch Davis and people like that. <laughs> Pretty soon, they'll just take Butch Davis and make him the coach at Miami again, which exactly. is probably what he wants. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I do think. I mean, they're going to have to come up with the money. They got several things. The money is the biggest thing. And I don't know how many millions of dollars we're talking about, but USF doesn't strike me as like being really deep pockets. But there's nobody going to the game, so you're losing on that end, right? So you got to do something. And then, and then, uh, you know, he didn't lose the locker room. The kids are still playing hard. It's not like, you know, he just. I have like enough. Charlie. I hope he, he doesn't have enough good players. But right. I think that uh, I don't think it looks good. They're gonna get they're gonna get crushed by UCF, I would imagine. Right, and UCF so has I got every reason to to, to knock them around because it's they're fighting for the same kids, you know. Yeah, for sure. So I got Florida easily over FSU. Yeah. Um, what about this Alabama Auburn Iron Bowl? What if Alabama wins? Like, this? should they get in, with Tua out? If you're the committee, you do go like basketball and say, "No, nah, they're not. They're not one of the top four teams." I mean, I'm not sure who the other teams that are going to sort of be in the mix here for, uh, for the for the top four teams. It's going to LSU and Georgia are going to end up playing each other at some point. It looks like right. I don't know. It's possible the loser, even with one loss, could still. Could still get in. Yeah, right. And um, I don't know. And you know, the Oregon Georgia loss, has a loss. So the Oregon loss have... sort of hurt uh, hurt Oregon. Obviously, that, that oh, clearly, them. yeah. Oklahoma probably still in the mix, but they I think they have a, a good game left. Um, Minnesota has one loss. They're not going to be in it. No, unless no, they were to, unless no, they were to it, upset Ohio State or something. Which yeah, which I don't I don't think is going to. I don't happen. see that happening. I think the game that's going to be pretty. Uh, the game I'm looking forward to uh, next weekend is. Uh, Ohio State Michigan could be a fun game. You know, Michigan, I'll tell you what, you up until the first half, up until halftime of the Penn State game, Michigan was uh I'm sure thinking about what are we where are we going as a program? What are we doing? It's time to get rid of Jim Harbaugh. And from the second half on, from the second half kickoff of the Penn State game, they've been a different team. They've been really I think really good. It came they they I played Penn State in the second half and nearly and they were a drop pass away from sending that game to an overtime. They came out and annihilated Notre Dame, which you know no, no, Notre Dame's they're mediocre to me. Or not, they not crushed mediocre, Michigan State though, right? Crushed like they're they're pounding on everybody at this point. And this game's at Michigan. I'm telling that you, helps. Know, I, and I think Ohio State now. Ohio State showed a lot. I, this is not a great Penn State team. Penn State for a minute there. Penn State had the ball after trailing twenty-one nothing. Had the ball at one point with a chance to tie. Yeah. And. Um, and so I'm not. I'm not. Ohio State's good, and I for a minute there I thought they were the best team in the country. But I think Michigan can make a game of this. I don't think it's going to be the blowout that we thought it was going to be, maybe a month ago. You know. Well, Harbaugh has to win this game one day. One day he has to win this game, or, or you know, they're not going to fire him obviously because he wins nine or ten games a year and he makes them relevant. Um, but like, but he said he said you hear me the other day the turkey turkey gobble gobble guy. Yeah. You heard, um, the other day he goes you can't play plant potatoes one day and expect to eat potato salad the next so i think is a great phrase that i'm going to use many many times with i my like kids. that phrase a lot yeah 
So, you know, so, uh, of course, I don't think, I think you should at least have a baked potato after four or five years. Well, I, I was mean, going to say, I mean, if you, you can't. <laughs> I, mean, I was thinking of, of going from chicken something to chicken uh, yeah. to chicken salad, but I mean he's got a whole recruiting class. I mean Steve know. Steve follows Michigan pretty closely, and and I'm sure you watch all their games, Steve. I I would imagine that you've seen a different. This is a different team, I think, the last month or so. Uh, a switch flipped after during that Penn State game. It was I, I don't know if the offense finally figured it out or if they decided to change some of the things they were doing on offense. Um, they know, kind of they kind of mixed it a little yeah. bit, right? Early in the season, it sure seemed like Shea Patterson was hurt because he wasn't running at all. Right. Um, they were very conservative on that side of the ball, uh, considering the year he had last year. So it, it seemed like either the new offense coordinator Josh Gaddis didn't know what he was doing, or Shea Patterson was hurt. And and I think he's healthy now, so I think that's a big part of it too. But it is a different Michigan team. I don't expect them to win, but I don't expect a blowout. I don't have the stats in front of me, uh, so this may be total just my memory serving me. I bet you if you go up to halftime at a Penn State game and look at their turnovers for the season and then look at their turnovers since then, I bet you the numbers are pretty wide gap. Early in the I year, they had lots of turnovers, including a lot of fumbles. The Shea Patterson was the responsible the for Army a lot game, of those. They turned yeah. it over like four four times mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, But Michigan's, so, got, I mean, Michigan's got three or four elite skilled receivers for college football, yeah, they, and, and they're finally using them. I mean, the beginning of the year, they weren't from Nico Collins and Donovan Peoples Jones and Ronnie Bell, uh, Ronnie Tariq Bell's Black, terrific. Tariq Black. I mean, they've He's got terrific. four. They got four legit receivers that have big time college skills, and they weren't mm-hmm. using them at all. And now they're throwing it up to those guys. And you know, when you've got that many big receivers, colleges don't have enough defensive backs to cover them. That's right. right. That, that's what yeah. that's what Ohio State exposed on Michigan last year. I mean, Michigan's defense was elite last year. And it's great when you've got one or two receivers on the other side that have elite speed and skill. But Ohio State had four or five, and they didn't have enough defensive backs to keep up with them. They kept, they kept running that shallow cross, cross on that one kid. On Brandon Watson, yeah, and he just couldn't oh keep up. Oh, my God. I felt so bad for him. He wanted to quit football during the game. Yeah. Seriously. I'll tell you what, though. I watched that Penn State-Ohio State game, and Chase Young, you, there's nobody can oh. convince me he's not the best player in the best country. Best player in football, yeah. He's the best player in the country. Just, just he won't uh, go number one because somebody's going to take Joe Burrow. Right. Yeah. Well, the, the Bengals. Cincinnati. I mean, you know, right. but but there is that pull from Cincinnati to take an Ohio State guy. But I, they they need a quarterback. So. Oh, they have to take a quarterback, right? Yeah. I mean, they've got a two game lead on the, the first pick, so they're most likely going to get the first pick now. Because Washington. Yeah, because won. how about how about Dwayne Haskins on Sat on Sunday? Did you see what he did? <laughs> I heard about it. So they win. They win to get to Portland. Act like you've been there before. <laughs> He's taking selfies in the crowd. There's still time left on the clock. They had to send one, one of whoever, Colt McCoy out there. To Colt McCoy had to take the kneel down. <laughs> take the kneel down because he's taking a selfie. In his That's so Redskin, though, isn't it, with Bruce Allen? Yeah, yeah they won their second game of the year. I think it's his first. I think I think it's Haskins. His first win. First yeah. win. He's taking selfies. Couldn't even join the kneel down. What an idiot. <laughs> Uh, oh, so at the end, tell you, I watched the NFL, Rick, and just my I, my last thing here is, boy, I watched the NFL, and every game, it's oh, what a spectacular play! Is there a flag? Oh, there's a flag. <laughs> every game, every big game is just I know. There's just a million penalties. I'm watching a Dallas New England game, phantom yeah. calls. Dallas got screwed on a call. I'm watching New Orleans. They had a they had a call overturned, a pass interference. They showed Sean Payton on a sideline like he just ate. A rotten egg, man. He just swallowed a bug. 
And you're like, are you kidding <laughs> you know, me? We get screwed on last year, and they changed the rules, and now I'm getting screwed in this game over that I'm telling rule. you, if I'm, the New Orleans, if I'm the New Orleans Saints, I, I fear the – you talk about scared. I, I'm scared. I fear the, the uh, NFC Championship game if they're in it because what's going to happen, mark my words, <laughs> mark it down, uh, there will be a call, a no call. The confetti will be flying. They'll be running onto the center field. Drew Brees will be in Peyton's arms, and a damn challenge flag is going to come out, and the other coach is going to say, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure that was pass interference. They didn't call on on their guy. How about we review that, and it's going to go against them, and they would have gone to the Super Bowl if not for this rule change because they got screwed the year before. You know it's happening. That's how their season's going to end. I don't mind the missed calls, Rick. I don't mind if there's an interference that should have been called that's not called. The thing that's killing me now watching these games is the penalties that are being called that aren't that I don't think are penalties. You can go back to an exam. It's going to happen now and then. I get it, but but like for example, the perfect example was the Mike Evans, you know, pass interference thing. Although I thought that was a little more. He, I thought he really shoved. But off. did you but see where the de- defensive back it. is standing off sides on that play? Did not see that. But here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, no, he's he's offside. I don't I don't mind occasionally if you let a pass interference go where it looks like eh, that guy might have been there a little too early or what. But it's these penalties like hands to the face that aren't hands to the face or um, unsp- I saw an unsportsmanlike call in a game yesterday that shouldn't have been called. I don't like them just inserting themselves into games where they don't need to. And it seems yeah. like it happens all the time. And I'm watching these games. Just seriously, Rick, it's ruining the game. Every time there's a big play, you sit there and you wait. Like, oh, there's probably a flag on this play. But see, but here's the problem. So now let's well, let's go back to last year. Now you get into the postseason, right? Now what they were calling is pass interference. They let it all go. Yep. Right. They let it all go because they don't want to decide the game. Well, now it's not the same guy. Game. Guys are grabbing receivers. They're not throwing flags at all. And that's how they got into trouble with the Saints. Because it's clearly interference. The guy didn't want to call it. The thing that the, the thing that they seem to call all the time is are these defensive holding calls that are really not impacting plays and they're bailing teams out. I hate to see a team get bailed out. It's an automatic first down yeah. on a third and ten. I think they should they should seriously think about changing that rule in some way. I don't know if it's to drop the automatic part. It's yeah. a five yard penalty and you get to play over again. Yeah, sure. And and but no automatic first down. I can't tell you how many times this year I've seen a team. Third and ten, third and thirteen, third and get 20, bailed out. Yeah, get bailed out on a call on that that was like really that's often that's defensive holding seriously. Yeah. yeah, it just seems like, and I don't know what to do about it, Rick. I, I know the game moves really fast, but I just I look at at football and I'm trying to find a sport. I think I think every other sport's officiated better these days. I just don't mm-hmm. know what they need to do about. It. Do you? I mean, you watch these games up close. Mm. I'm not crazy about the officiating. Yeah, I think it's crew to crew. To be honest with you, um, yeah. I they can tell you, and the Bucks always, you know, it, this is like announcers, right? Like, and nothing against Dick Stockton, but if Dick Stockton is working your game, that means you suck, yeah. okay? Because you're not they've getting got, Joe Buck or yeah, Dick's yeah. Dick's in a, in a position where he's tremendous, right? He's like a Hall of Fame broadcaster, but he always takes on whoever the newest color guy is, you know, right. color analyst, which right. I think is like Mark Slareth or somebody this year. And so they, he mentors those guys so well. He had Ronnie Barber for a while and, you know, all that stuff. But if you're getting – so it's the same thing with officiating crews. You know, if you're the Bucks and Falcons, who do you think's working the game? Right. Right. And you're like, not getting the guys who are doing New England-Dallas. Right. So, I mean, that they assign guys based on the importance of the game. And so I just don't think there's enough good crews. 
And certain crews are more prone to throwing flags than others. They, that's why they got guys, you know, that are 25 years old keeping those stats at one at one buck place, you know? Right. Uh, what are we getting this week, you know? Tell them what he's won, Bob. Oh, a bunch of holding calls, you know, like – um, that's sort of how it goes. But. I hate to be that guy that's the bitches about the officiating because it's you know most of the time I like to say I'd suck it up. You know, I, oh, you and BA get along you. great. You and Bruce it, Arians get along great. It's um, to me as a I'm watching it now as a fan. I'm not looking at it as a as a somebody who as a, sure. as a team. It's say, it's disruptive in a game. It's just not fun. It doesn't make yeah. the game fun to watch because it's right. it just takes all the excitement out of it. It's every big play. It seems not every, but. Yeah, Seems a lot like of them. Too many. There, there, there are three or four big plays a game that are erased by penalties that I don't yeah. think were penalties, quite right. honestly. You know. Right. Yeah, they need to be sure. Uh, final thing, and you wrote about this a little. I think you linked the story to it, actually, in the Athletic. So my final question to you is this. So if you're uh, a Major League Baseball team and Jessica Mendoza works for the Mets, right? Yeah. What are you telling her in the production meeting? Nothing, not a thing. I'm not sharing anything with her. And I'm telling you, Rick, I've been in those production meetings, by the way. Uh, I've spent time with ESPN when they did a college football game. And I sat in with, uh, I think it was Chris Fowler. And at the time, it might have been Craig James. Remember when Craig James yeah, was doing Craig James, games? Yeah. And there, mm-hmm. was some, I don't, I, there was somebody else that was, that was in there. Aaron Andrews was in the production meeting. Right. And I sat in with them as they sat there and they talked. I also did another time where I hung out with Dick Vitale when he went into a pregame with Billy Donovan. Basketball, yeah. And I'm telling you, those those coaches tell people, they tell these announcers things that they that no one else knows. Sure. They share with them like, hey, look, this guy's really banged up, so don't beat him up too much. You know, like, mm-hmm. hey, we're deal- this guy's dealing with a little bit of an issue. Like, it's not for public consumption, but it's a way to – Maybe you tell some you tell an announcer something so that they don't kill that person on the air. Yeah. Say, hey, that guy's going through some stuff, whatever, off the field, whatever. Um, or sometimes they'll say, look, I, this guy's a nice player, but I just he's I don't think he's our, the answer at this position. Blah blah blah. They reveal things in these meetings. If I'm working for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Dodgers were the example, Andrew Friedman. What happened was during the playoffs, Jessica Mendoza showed up. And they said, you're not allowed in our – we don't want you in our clubhouse talking to right. our players. Right. You work for the New York Mets. Yeah. And apparently her position is not just a symbolic thing. It's not just, you know, hey, we're, we'll look like we're doing something cool by hiring Jessica Mendoza. Apparently she, like, she's in on trade meetings and she's in on high-level meetings and she was part of their manager search. Like, it's – I'm not letting that person in my clubhouse. And I, I felt the same way about – Alex Rodriguez when he was working for the Yankees and David Ross when he had a um, he was working for the um, the Chicago Cubs like I, you just don't allow those people into your into your uh, clubhouse mm-hmm. if you work for another team and I I don't understand why people don't get this it's a conflict of interest I tell Jessica Mendoza do you want to, do you want to be an announcer or do you want to go work for a front office but you can't do both. I well, not. see, and I mean, ESPN doesn't care, but you're right. They, uh, ESPN the, doesn't the, care at all. The no. other teams should care, and it should affect her job as a broadcaster if she's, if if these other teams stop letting her into the production meetings. But here's the thing: if I'm ESPN, I have an issue with it too. Is because well, wait a minute, now I'm hiring an announcer who can't get me information. Because now, as a viewer, I'm not getting the information that I should, because Jessica Mendoza is not getting that information from the, or, the LA or, Dodgers or the I'm, San Francisco yeah. Giants or whatever. Or just to move it forward, or she knows something that she can't say on TV because it might affect 
it might be inside information she got working for the Mets. Right. About yeah, another player, right? Right. Do you do you hold off on that? Yeah. I do mean, I pump this guy up when we we secretly you know are pining to to get him as a free agent? Yeah. You know. I I just I think it's a it's a massive conflict of interest. I don't like to see it. I don't like I don't think that if you if you work for an organization, and I don't blame. I know Andrew Friedman. Um, he was the one that sort of got this ball rolling by saying like, no, she's not allowed in our clubhouse. It's nothing personal. And if you want to talk to somebody, we'll we'll bring them we'll bring them to you. And mm-hmm. everybody knows going into the meeting, she also works for the New York Mets. So That's I'm right. not going to give her a whole lot of information. I'm not going to sit there and tell her, yeah, you know what? The last couple of years, Matt, uh, uh, Kershaw's been struggling with his curveball for this reason. Like, you know, he's not to say. I don't know. I just I just don't like the idea of um, of a, somebody who works for an organization also being an announcer as well. Great stuff as always, Tommy. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, we're going to talk to you uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. But in the meantime, go to pointer.org. You can read all of Tom's newsletter. Writes a lot about, uh, well, everything really, but um, Jessica Mendoza. Uh, politics, certainly with the Democratic debates. Did a much better job, by the way. Um, yeah, it was good. The last one, it was good, yeah. I thought. And don't forget, um, I'm, read about the that. Bucks will not lose a game this year again. I'm writing it down. Listen, now, if eight, it ha- eight, I think they'll go. I, I, they'll lose one. They'll find a way to lose one. But but I, you know what? If they eight, seriously, eight. if they finish that way, that is a dungy like turnaround. That is that is what they're hoping for, right? Like, remember we started one and one and eight or one and seven, something like that. Who's in ninety ninety five? No, ninety six. I'm sorry. And then they won five of the last eight games. And then I, you might not be a big believer in things carrying over, but I believe that if yeah, players are young. If they're yep. young like they are on defense and they and they play better and they win that many games and that and it turns over, you can always look back at the schedule and say it was unfair. Now, right. you know, the the Raiders had the same schedule. They're six and five. They got blasted, by the way. Um, and I've always said this that the travel, it's not so much when they're, you know, done with London, it's what happens in December when they're just done. Right. You know, how how tired they will be. Um, but uh look, there's not a team that's the NFL, right? You win, there's not a team you can beat. You right. can't beat. You lose right. There's not a team you can ever beat. Right. You know, so. Yeah, it is. And, I, and maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment where I just watch them play. No, but, that. I mean, the schedule is more favorable. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, look at the record at of the teams they're playing. Indianapolis with, with Jacoby Brissett. And Detroit, up and down without, Detroit without Stafford. Yeah. Without Stafford. I mean, they're playing Jeff Driscoll. Got beat by the yeah. Redskins. So, I, I, like I said, I look at their – it's as much about the schedules as it's about the team, but I also yeah. like the way the team is playing for the most part. Yeah. All right, Tommy, we'll talk to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you. Always great to catch up with Tom Jones. Uh, big week, of course. I'm looking forward to college football this weekend. This is one of my favorite weekends. And, of course, football in general. I mentioned Thanksgiving. You've got the three games, of course, on Thursday. Atlanta's got to turn right around and play. Um, and then, of course, college football rivalry weekend, which is just great. Alabama-Auburn, Florida-Florida State. Um, of course, Michigan-Ohio State's the big one. Uh, even uh, Minnesota-Wisconsin, that's where college game day will be. So that'll be That'll be a lot of fun. So we're going to talk to Matt Baker about college football later this week, and then we'll tell you what Bruce Arians had to say about the Falcons game and then preview the Bucks at the Jaguars on Sunday in Jacksonville. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hold up. 
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 